Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If you're looking for real-life radio, you've come to the right place. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Listen back to anything that we air on our webpage, RoyGreenShow.com, in the uh, podcast, and you can add some thoughts of yours there if you choose to. And uh, we're on Facebook as well, of course. So November the 8th, big night in the United States. Donald Trump wins the election, is the president-elect, continues to be the president-elect, and uh, moving closer to January 20th. And he's already announced uh, quite a number of uh, members or a number of his members of his cabinet. And uh, and then, of course, the recount has started, uh, all precipitated by a failing candidate, Green Party leader Jill Stein, who had just enough votes to probably cost Hillary Clinton any chance to win. And from what I understand, the Clinton camp is on side with the recount, but they're talking out of both sides of their mouth at the same time because they're saying, well, it's probably not going to change anything. I doubt they could happen, but we're on side with it. Fran Coombs is the managing editor of Rasmussen Reports, which consistently presented the most optimistic view that Donald Trump would win. And, of course, Fran spent a great deal of time on air with us throughout the primaries and then the uh, election. Fran, great to have you back. And what's the story with this recount? What do we need to know? Well, Roy, I think basically if you look at the math, we're talking about 46 electoral votes in all, and 20 of which are Pennsylvania uh, where Trump has a 64,000-vote lead, and barring an act of God, uh, it's inconceivable that Hillary Clinton could win that state. Therefore, if Trump holds on to those 20 votes, uh, it doesn't matter what happens in Wisconsin or Michigan. He's still got over 270, uh, and he's, he's successful. So to me, this thing is just a nuisance uh, issue. A lot of people have said Jill Stein's just trying to raise money off of it. Um, the Clinton people are playing, you know, they're playing it safe. They know it's ridiculous. They know it's going nowhere, but they're covering their bets in case, again, there's an act of God that somehow pulls it out for her. Uh, I read that a judge in Pennsylvania um, did not allow a vote count or a recount in a number of uh, communities, uh, I think 70 or 80. And I was wondering about that. If If you're denied a recount in any number of communities... Um, does that just not invalidate the whole recount issue? It would seem that way to me. Uh, and like I say, just, it's just inconceivable to me, looking back on this thing historically, how Hillary Clinton, somehow she grabs, let's say, 32,001 vote uh, to reverse Trump's win. Uh, I just can't see it happening. I mean, to me, this is more of a concerted effort, I think, to, uh, to just continue to cast questions about the legitimacy of Trump's win, uh, to kind of keep the Republicans on edge, uh, and so that they, you know, just kind of blunt this kind of mandate feeling they have, this we're in control feeling they have, and we're going to jam through an agenda that's completely out of reverses Obama. Uh, this this just kind of keeps the GOP uh, on edge a little bit. I have a friend in the United States. He's a member of the media in the U.S. and he's paranoid. I mean, this guy is paranoid about paranoia, uh, but he is convinced that over the last weeks there's been something put in place which will assure Hillary Clinton 
wins the recount. And he says to me, this is why Barack Obama was cordial to Donald Trump. This is why the administration, the current one, has been careful in what they said about Donald Trump. And he's absolutely convinced that the fix is in. Well, I, like I say, I mean, I probably not even worth it. talking about, but yeah, I, I just can't buy it, Roy. I mean, this would be this would be seismic. I mean, the man's demand. Everybody in the country believes the guy won, even the people that he, that he lost to him. Uh, to reverse this thing would be, like I say, just a seismic event in American history. Not that his election wasn't pretty seismic, uh, but I just it, it is inconceivable to me, no matter how you parse the math, to see her pulling out. I mean, she's she's 38 electoral votes short, so she would have to win Pennsylvania. And she'd basically have to win all three of these states because we're talking about Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan combined electoral count total of 46. But there's no way that you can put any two of them together that give her 38. So she basically has to win. They have to reverse the count in all three of these states for her to be elected president of the United States. And that's just is not going to happen. You've done some polling in Rasmussen about how people feel about this, uh, this whole recount business. What are Americans saying? Well, basically, when we asked people this past week, they said, yeah, this, this is not going to take it away from him. Uh, they, people just don't believe it. But, it, you know, it's surprisingly close because the Democrats want to believe it. Uh, you know, most people oppose the idea of a, of a recount. Uh, and among among all voters, Roy, just 22% believe that the recount is going to turn this thing around. Or I should say that the recount is even likely to change the outcome. Just 22% believe that a recount is even likely to change the outcome. Only 10% say it's very likely. So... You know, even even the most optimistic Democrat doesn't see this thing going anywhere. Fran, as you look at uh, what Mr. Trump has done so far, as far as his cabinet selections are concerned, and the moves that he's made, how would you assess all of that? I think he surprised everyone. I think, first of all, the carrier thing was was a masterstroke, uh, a political masterstroke. And uh, now we've got Ford saying, well, maybe we're not going to Mexico. Uh, he is, uh, I mean, you, again, you've seen this, Roy, just like I have. The media goes into a tizzy. I mean, we saw all these stories that, like, oh, Trump's uh, appointments or, you know, his campaign's in chaos, his transition team's in chaos, uh, you know, his appointments are behind uh, in comparison to his predecessors. Well, of course, now everybody's writing that he's actually ahead of uh, all his predecessors in the modern era when it comes to filling these key positions. Uh, plus, they're surprised at some of the people he's talking to, like Romney, for Secretary of State, he, he's, he's clearly tried to make a good faith effort to the other side because he knows a lot of them, you know, believe what they've read in the media. Uh, and yet he continues to, I think, confound media predictions and media expectations. The next thing they're going to get excited about, of course, is him talking to all these world leaders without, without the media's permission. <laughs> I just wonder, and we only have a few seconds, I wonder what the atmosphere is like in the White House. Well, I mean, if you're Obama, you've got to think your legacy is... It's gone. ...dead as a doormat. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. Well, we'll it's see. done. I mean, again, Roy, we've seen lots of people get elected and not deliver. That's going to be the real test for Trump, is what does he do starting January 20th? Exactly. Fran, thank you so much for uh, taking the time today. I really appreciate it. Always good talking to you. Always good talking to you, too, Roy. Thank you. All the best. Fran Coombs, managing editor of Rasmussen Reports in the United States. You can get a daily... Uh, polling on uh, from Rasmussen just sign on for their daily
uh, reports and I'll send it to your email box. We'll come back and tell you about the next hour in just a minute.